So hello and welcome to another episode of Inside Education and Society. In this episode, we'll be talking to Dr. Emmanuel Darkwell of Trinity College, Dublin. We'll be discussing global experiential learning, what it means and what benefits it offers to students. I will also ask Dr. Darkwell about his projects in global experiential learning, which have involved Irish and Tanzanian students. But just before we start, you're right, this isn't Yen Chen here. My name is Harry, and up until now, I've been in the background of this podcast. But today I decided to give this hosting business a go. But I hope you enjoy the discussion. So we'll jump right in here. Um, So just to start off, um, I suppose, would you give our listeners maybe a summary of how, of your background and how you found out about global experiential learning? Okay, yeah. So, excuse me, my name is Emmanuel, and... um... I'm an African-German, if there's anything as such. Um, my parents originally come from the African continent, and um, I was brought up in Germany, um, so I'm bilingual. Went through to school and college in, in Germany. Um, I, I, the initial thoughts around experiential learning actually began um, in Germany. I hadn't put that tag on them, uh, on the whole idea at the, that time. But um, principally, um, you know, the idea of studying abroad you know, has been, had been part of um, the education that I had in Germany, uh, as well as traveling abroad in, in, to different countries to study and experiencing the cultures of these countries. I also hosted um, international students um, as part of the student body over there. So the whole idea of, you know, kind of um, experiencing different cultures um, while studying had always been part of my my education. Um, I always wanted to go back to academia. I knew after a spell in, in industry, I wanted to go back to academia. Um, ended up in Trinity, um, and um, in Trinity, it all came together. I I did a, a postgraduate um, degree in creative thinking and innovation, and um, I thought I would use that avenue to provide um, and students in Trinity the ability or the possibility of experiencing other cultures. Um, was getting some some form of education that was um, going to be of of merit to the local communities. Brilliant. So I suppose we're talking about global experiential learning here, and I was just wondering, and just for our listeners as well, as a concept, what how do you conceive global experiential learning? What is it exactly? Well, first and foremost, it's it's a learning process, and exactly well. I, I see it as um, learning by doing, but also learning and reflecting on on the experience. So the, the, there's the, as you might say, the, um, the educational, but also the experiential bit that comes to it. So it's, it's indeed, um, for me, learning by doing and by reflecting on the experience. It also involves... In, in my particular case, um, what I get involved in, it involves travel, it involves education, it involves empowering students um, to, to help bring about change in, in, in the local community. So that's, 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 that's what I think uh, experiential learning is all about. So you talked briefly about its sort of goals and methods. Could you go into maybe a bit more detail about that? Yeah, so, so I, I consider... Um, people who want to engage in this form of education, I, I consider the need for them to have that direct, the, the, the direct experience and experience of what, what you're wanting to impart is by way of knowledge and that possibility of them focusing on reflecting on, on that experience. Um, now, so apart from it being essentially 
experiential learning, it is also experiential increasing of knowledge. So you add to the already gained knowledge and you it helps you then to also develop skills and that help you to be able to achieve some of the challenges um, that you, you face. Um, and then essentially, um, in our particular instance, um, it creates and clarifies the values that we have um, for setting things. Um, and I think we can get to expand upon that when it comes to um, the way we have done it. But it is, it is in a sense, it's, it's developing people's capacities. And the focus is to develop those capacities to then contribute to, to their communities. Um, so I just, now that we've kind of, kind of set the scene of what global experiential learning is and I suppose um, what it seeks to do, you're heavily involved in a project that seeks to bring sort of Irish students and Tanzanian students together around this concept. So just to kind of start it off, would you give us a brief introduction to the project? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> so in 2015, I, I conceived um, the idea of, of providing students with what at the time I, I, I tagged as a global experiential learning <clears throat> opportunity. And I think it, it was birthed um, based on you know, this understanding of experiential learning that I have just shared. But it was also because I also thought that it provided, you know, um, it was going to provide students with the ability to apply the already gained knowledge. So students in Trinity gained knowledge by, through their education, and I was seeking for an opportunity for them to be able to practically use that knowledge. As you know, as I, previous, as I, I said, um, experiential learning is uh, adding to existing knowledge. So um, they, they would have some existing knowledge that they could apply and gain some more knowledge. Um, so the, the I set up what um, became known as the um, International Humanitarian Innovation Academy, um, which basically just provided um, student, Trinity students and students from the global south with opportunities to be able to experience and, and to be able to engage in um, global experiential learning. The opportunities were created in the global south, particularly in Tanzania. With, um, with the partner university, the University of Dar es Salaam, and its students um, being hosts uh, or hosting hosting us from Trinity, it it's it was basically going to be a very transdisciplinary, uh, multicultural kind of approach where um, students um, from Trinity and students from Tanzania came together um, to address some of the community challenges um, of the communities in Tanzania. Operationally, students from Tanzania had to look around them. Um, I provided the, the students with, with themes around, say, health and hygiene, or, say, water and sanitation. And they, they kind of identified local challenges and, 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 and applied. The next phase was selling these, these proposals or ideas uh, or problems to Trinity students and, and looking out for for Trinity students who wanted to participate in addressing these challenges, and as much as they didn't have in a lot of um, a lot of um, information, there was a bit enough to be able to get them thinking about these challenges, and within a context they probably didn't know much of, and um, get them motivated and excited to to come along with me and the team um, to to Tanzania, and um, through the process of of design thinking, and um, we got them empathizing with the problem, experiencing 
the problem live <laughs> within the Tanzanian context and working with the students to to come up with solutions and to to these challenges. Bearing in mind that the, it was tra- you know transdisciplinary, you had all kinds of of of, of disciplines represented from from engineering to to history, architecture, maths, nursing, <laughs> um, neuroscience coming together um, with you know other students who were also from different disciplines and trying to address um, these challenges. That essential, in a sense, is what we provided in what I call. Um, you know, summer schools um, over three weeks, uh, bringing them together and getting them to work on, on some of these global challenges, albeit on topics that are part of the sustainable development goals, water sanitation and, um, you know, health and hygiene, and using innovation, which is also another goal, <laughs> to actually address these ch- local challenges. So it did promote, it promotes a lot of teamwork. It promotes a lot of communication skills or requires that at least it is also quite interestingly real-time coaching and okay so you you get coached whilst you're out there you some you know I, as i say to Trinity students i really don't know what you should expect um so let's let's be open and flexible but then you know it, it does have tangible tangible results and did have quite obvious tangible results that were accomplished so in a nutshell that's what the International Humanitarian Innovation Academy office. And just, I suppose, to go into a bit more about, like, what happens after, say, after the summer school, after you finish up, um, wh- what is, like, you go there, you impart these skills, you have this experience, and then what's meant to happen afterwards? So, so um, like in, in any innovation project, it is an iterative process. And sometimes it's it's a bit risk-taking. And when I when I put it together um, at the time with my colleague um, Zoe, we really didn't know, you know, how it was all going to pan out. Okay, um, we did see see it as a fantastic approach. We we thought that um, yeah, it 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 was much needed. Trinity had as part of its um, development strategy um, providing providing experiential learning opportunities, but you know. As documents typically do, it's it's a bit of a a wish, <laughs> and how it's done um, couldn't be taken at least from the document. So it was trying to it was trying to address that that challenge of understanding what can we provide that is global, that is experiential learning, and how to do it, um, and and so you know it, we we knew that um, we we needed to come up with solutions. So. What the solutions were going to look like, you know, nobody really knows. It's it's innovation, um, and it's it's putting together different, um, as you might say, um, um, different skill sets and, and and backgrounds and and, and, and knowledge bases. So, <laughs> probably answering your question, what eventually came out of it, where obviously in the first year we did water and sanitation, and a lot of the of a lot of the problems centered around you know um, providing households with with, with clean water. Um, clean and drinkable water, a, a huge challenge in in the over 70 million population in, in, in Tanzania. And um, so we came up with some you know solutions that centered around filtration systems. Both ideas that came up, you know, focused on using local raw materials and, and being innovative in, in, in their approaches. 
um, of not only cleaning the water and making it portable, but, you know, adding taste and smell to it. So we're looking at, you know, using, you know, local produce, um, lime and orange and all that kind of stuff to give it a bit of a flavor. Um, so quite very interesting, innovative solutions, uh, filtration, water filtration solutions. Um, but then we looked at also sanitation and, uh, the, you know, the country has issues around uh, the disposal of waste. And, and so we looked at um, solutions that could, could assist in addressing um, those issues. A lot of it is centers around the removal, carrying away of, of, of waste and um, even as well as fecal sludge management stuff. Um, so um, we, we, it, we're more very much, you know, process-driven, um, you know, um, solutions. We, the one of one of the solutions uh, I'm thinking about in that had to do with the management of fecal sludge and and and, the, and and turning that into some form of fertilizer. With some of the knowledge that the students had, um, there was there was uh, very much achievable and uh, very well designed. A lot of the designs. One of the, the goals of the project is that you don't only come up with a, a solution as an idea, but to try and implement it. So, um, the last couple of days. Um, before the program ends, we try to kind of um, develop prototypes. Um, so um, the the program itself, as you can imagine, you know, you can There's only so much you can do over a three week intensive period. It is seriously intensive. It's it's every day from about nine to, to six, um, and, and then there's you know people can go off and do a bit of um, sightseeing and the rest. But you, there's you know at least eight hours of, of working uh, on the project. But then, you know, over a three-week period, there's only so much you can do. So then we had to split it up into into three phases. And um, the first phase is in the first three, the uh, the first year, the first three weeks of the first year, we did. Uh, we focused on creative thinking and, and innovation, and then came up with the prototype. In the second phase, we developed the prototypes further, and focused then more on those that could be more achievable, and then. Concurrently, um, doing a bit of work on entrepreneurship, so enterprise development, helping um, also as well as social enterprise development, and um, helping the, the students then to kind of um, you know, move the idea into into some kind of an enterprise and, and working around establishing the enterprise and developing that. As I said, develop the prototype further. Um, the third session was then on leadership, providing them with the skill sets. Um, to help them to be able to lead these social enterprises. Now, you know, we've, we most of the project actually uh, gets to a point where, you know, the enterprise is, is, is essentially registered and, and ready to take off. And the, um, and, the, and the team, you know, comes together to see how best it can raise the needed funds to be able to do that. Um, unfortunately, uh, as an academic institution, the program is within an academic institution. You know, we can't we can't get into, unfortunately, get into providing the needed monies to make them get themselves established. Um, so, unfortunately, it has been quite a bit of a challenge. I've you know I've kept in touch with uh, most of them. At best, it has been on a very very low level of, of entrepreneurship, and hopefully, we are able to develop further on that. COVID came and has interrupted stuff. <laughs> And, and so for the last two years, we haven't been able to move on. Um, but hopefully we might, you know, catch up later when things are, um, have improved and conditions are better. And then we should be looking at how to support 
you know, startups um, emanating from the program, support them in some shape or form to be able to get themselves established and begin to commercialize uh, the solutions they have. But that's 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 um, quite evidentially a challenge to do now. Yeah. So so it's it's um, that's things stand at the moment as maybe at at prototype stage. You know, um, with the registered um, um, entities that can eventually um, move into commercializing um, the solutions. Brilliant. So the goal is to kind of you go out there, you work together, you find these solutions. And eventually, I suppose, the students are meant to take these solutions and form businesses, companies out of them. Yes. Well, um, so within the, within, the, within the demographics that we work in, we focus in the global south, in this case, Tanzania, you know, um, there is, you know, there is um, the huge, you know, a youth unemployment issue that needs to be dealt with. And uh, we see this as a way of, of helping create local jobs, you know, create jobs for participants in through the program, and create also local jobs. Now, we are, certainly not every single one of them is probably wanting to be uh, an entrepreneur or get involved in enterprise development, but at least there, there is there are solutions out there that people can take and eventually run with, creating jobs for themselves and for others. And so we hope that you know this would serve as you know impetus, serve as a way of motivating and showing people opportunities of, of creating jobs for themselves and and um, for, for others. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, having an education and not a, a no job is not a nice thing to do. And, you know, waiting for someone to offer you a job is potentially um, also a waste of time. Um, so you might as well try it yourself and see whether you create for a job for yourself and for others. And um, that's what we hope to be able to achieve um, through this. So apart from obviously giving them the you know the additional education and and skill sets and all that which which they can use wherever they go okay so i mean once you've got those skill sets you could use them wherever you eventually go and you know get a job you could you can use the creative thinking innovation to help that business and so that makes you more employable but then if you decide to go the other route of starting yourself and and employing others that's also possible so you spoke uh, a bit there about some of the difficulties you faced with the project, such as getting the funding for these startups. I suppose, have you faced any other difficulties? Or Yes. Um, well, in all fairness, in, it, it, was, um, it, it is an innovative project, at least within the cycles that I would move in, within Trinity. Um, so as an idea, eventually, you know, getting it started, you know, you come up, come up against, um, you know, the establishment, <laughs> and and you need to be able to, um, you know, show that it's it is indeed, um, um, not only viable but it's 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 a needed uh, project, and you know it in the first year, um, you know, and as much as I try to keep the pilot quite small, you do still need the funds. I was I was on a scholarship myself, <laughs> and um, doing all this without um, having to be paid for my time, but that wasn't a problem at all for me. I was in a scholarship and I was okay. I was motivated to see it happen. Yeah, so staying focused, trying to do, you know, PhD stuff as well as doing this had its own challenges. It's time consuming, but then also raising the needed funds to be able to make it attractive for students to participate was the next challenge. We were very, very lucky that the 
the Trinity alumni came to to our, uh, to our aid. <laughs> they they found the idea fantastic and saw an opportunity to also propagate uh, the Trinity brand. <laughs> so um, they were very willing to support it. Um, so our initial funding came from them, and then um, we got the the Irish Embassy in Tanzania involved. One because we're arriving with a bunch of t- Irish students. And, and also because um, we wanted them to help us to develop the necessary local networks. And so um, the, the Irish ambassador to Tanzania um, was kind enough to, to grace us with his, um, with his presence at the opening ceremony and, and then also at the closing ceremony. And after seeing essentially how much we had delivered in such a short time, then offered to, to host the, the the program the next two, the following two years. So we got um, aid from from embassy, um, of from Irish aid through the um, through the embassy, uh, the embassy, and and that helped. So funding funding um, challenges would be one. Um, the next other challenge will be you know trying to build relationships and you know networking uh, and getting the right people together, um, getting the right stakeholders on board. Not only just universities, but because we wanted it to be, to be you know, to, to meet the requirements of, of communities, we had to get local partners. And we had international, local NGOs involved talking to us about their problems and the challenges that they have in, in, in hygiene and in the sector, or, you know, water and sanitation. It's all helping us to, to grasp the problem much better, but also creating basically a pipeline eventually the pipeline for people who would want to use it. And so, you know, strategically building those partnerships. Now, doing everything from, from Ireland, um, that was a challenge in itself. But that got to internet and <laughs> mobile phone technology. It works. And, and also committed people, like, as I said, Zoe, um, who was um, quite instrumental in all of this. Um, and just so between myself and her, we, we managed a lot. And then, you know, bringing people over and, you know, risk assessments and all that, you know, making sure everyone was safe and, and we could move together and be, you know, move do that safely. And obviously, you know, the, uh, when we did have some amount of recreation and um, extracurricular activities and, you know, getting all that, you know, done and done properly, you know, that was, that was it. So um, in a nutshell, yeah, those would be probably the, the most significant, but, it all worked well until it wasn't feasible to do just because of conditions. It's been okay. And the next challenge, obviously, is how how do we raise the, the necessary funds to support the, the startups? That's that's going to be, hopefully, that will be mastered as well. I suppose you, you talked a bit about um, the capacities that it develops and the practical solutions. So I suppose they would be the kind of benefits of such, an, uh, uh, such a program. But um, I was wondering, just because of the podcast is called Inside Education and Society. So we're looking at kind of the impact of education on society. What do you think are some of the cultural impacts um, as well as the economic ones for the societies and for the society involved? So Tanzania, for example. So um, one of the one of the very interesting, um, you know, kind of the way of feedback that we got initially, which actually in a sense, you know, convinced us that we are up to something pretty, pretty good. Was the fact that for most Tanzanians, this was the very first time they had engaged in any such kind of educational program. So, so uh, 
you know, you might think think about it this way: that in Tanzania, the educational system would be fairly much um, theoretical, um, textbook based, very much practically oriented or skills training based. So it, it is essentially, you know, attending lectures, lectures, writing exams, and then getting the the, the qualification. And so many of them, I mean, bear in mind the majority of participants were at master and, and doctorate level uh, at that stage. And that's that's a significant amount of educational time put in and and to testify then that we had ne- they had never done anything as such uh, was quite um, informative and, you know, eye-opening. They, you know, initially uh, people were very hesitant um, and then they got a grasp of it because we used design thinking methods. And, and so educational-wise... Not only were they getting lecture-type, basically, information from us, from the facilitators, but um, there was a lot of activity learning in the sense you kind of doing, you know, and implementing, using creative thinking, and trying to, to kind of learn how to come up with solutions, how to, how to come up with tangible solutions by building something. Um, with, with the little you had, so um, so, but by way of education, it was a good combination of of providing, you know, information, you know, through some some lectures on that that focus more on the practical aspects and challenges, um, and and then also using creative thinking, innovation, and design thinking methods to help people to actually do it. So it provided the necessary skills for doing innovation. As you may say, creative thinking, providing you with ideas and helping you to think through providing solutions. But a huge aspect of it is was was give, providing people with the ability and the skills to be able to tap into the knowledge bases that they had. So, you know, you in the program you would notice that a lot of the solutions would have a touch of of nursing understanding and then engineering understanding, and so disciplines coming together and providing solutions. I remember there was there was one solution about helping people, um, you know, mothers with babies on their back who had to carry water on their heads from from one point to another, and and trying to resolve that issue by providing some kind of a, a you know a, a cycle that had essentially um, had been designed in a way that you know it could be pushed, but also had you know kind of tanks on each side of it to to prevent the mothers from having to carry all the weight of their heads and and um you know our nursing students were talking about you know the 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 difficulties that could that could have on their backs and on their spinal cords and stuff and you know so the whole the discussion became not only coming up with an engineering bicycle engineering solution but it was also looking at you know how you know People move ergometrically and um, ensuring that it it actually um, it was 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 a healthy healthy solution and wasn't going to cause issues. So so you have this this program that is helping you, you know, um, you know, use quite quite practically some of the ideas you had uh, you have learned, you know, as 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 an academic, bringing it together with other disciplines to provide solutions. So that transdisciplinary education or possibility of of, of employing transdisciplinary skill sets w- was given. So yes, so in a sense, you you had education, you know, skills training, and then these crossovers, um, which which then made it for every participant really really exciting to see how they could work with other disciplines 
and not only in cyclos, and, and that's fantastic. But then more importantly is, is the cultural experience of learning with others. And eventually um, what happened was that, you know, till to, to date, um, people are, are still connected on WhatsApp and still chat away and uh, friendships have been built. And I think um, alliances have been built for, for future work. Because bear in mind, somebody who is, who's built those relationships gets a job and is told, uh, we need you to be traveling abroad. They say, no problem. I've been in Tanzania and I actually know people in Tanzania. So I'm well situated for the job in Tanzania. And uh, that is an added um, kind of skill, another added uh, plus to, to such a program to have you know alliances built globally. So just to kind of wrap all uh, everything up, Obviously, over the last year, you haven't been able to go ahead with the program because of COVID. But um, just kind of looking forward into the future, where do you see the project in the future? Where do you think you'll take it? Hopefully, you know, it, it, gets, um, it gets a home in Trinity and, and, a, and a dedicated space within Trinity um, to offer this program, um, not only to students in Trinity, but then also students from other universities could participate. Hopefully we can develop relationships to other universities in the global south who would be willing to to host the program. And then, you know, in order to make it feasible that we get basically the support and the funding that is needed. And support resource-wise, you need facilitators. So it's about getting facilitators and then, you know, funding-wise to be able to, to actually uh, operationalize it. Um, so it's that bit of work that needs to be done and finding it, finding a, a dedicated home for it and then finding the right resources and, the, and sufficient resources to be able to expand and provide it to more students. Uh, I think that uh, there is a willingness of students to participate in such a program. It, it, it produces tangible results and going from, from you know, the evaluation at the end of um, the project, everyone was saying the, this needs to go on. It's been a wonderful experience, very, very educational, and, and it makes them feel that they, they are also contributing to global challenges and feeling part of, of the global movement to address and, and achieve the, the SDGs. Yeah, so we're we hopeful, we hopeful that many will come aboard and to help us and support, support the initiative. So thanks to Emmanuel for joining me today to talk about his work in experiential learning. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. To stay up to date with our latest content, follow us on Facebook and Twitter or find us on Spotify. Thank you very much.